bleed. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I think she's laughing at the fact that I just pulled a tag out of my armpit. Yeah, Mara's putting her hair up while you're talking, and I just saw her look down and pluck a piece of paper out from her armpit. <laughs> Oh my God. There, I opened these pajamas today. Oh, I thought these were old. Why did you order these? These are like Halloween. April? Yeah, they're. Why'd you I, buy these? Okay, for everyone who's listening, they're Halloween pajamas. Did you just buy these? No, they What's, were a Christmas present. <laughs> okay. Or they might have been. Who? My mom, Who? obviously. <laughs> Why is that obvious? Anita. <laughs> what is this? Who else would Who? buy this for me? Why would you? you yeah. Listen. <laughs> She may listen to this, but I gotta say, Anita, Halloween pajamas have to be like one of the like most wild <laughs> gifts to get someone because like yeah, you can't wear that all the time. You got watch like- me. It's April. <laughs> also, why mummy? Like why? I think it's funny because it's like mummy. I thought Mara bought them for herself for that reason, so it's very weird that your mom got you them one for Christmas, two that they say mummy on them, and three that you're just opening them in April. Amen, bitch. Halloween's year round. Welcome to My Top Everything. My name is Kara. I'll be your temporary host until Marion takes over. And I'm Mara. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Marion. It's too early for Marion, so Kara's here with one cup of coffee already in her system. <laughs> yes, queen! A coup has happened. Welcome to today's episode. This episode is of three most annoying TV character leads. Am I right? Did I do it? Correct. You said it as a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to start off by seeing if there's any updates. Anybody have any updates? I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's been so be recent. So, you're going to be so verbose today. <laughs> uh, my friend Ashley did say a quick update. Um, she believes that the first floor of her apartment complex is haunted. Wow. Let's go, Ashley. Good luck. Like a good yeah. haunting or like a scary haunting? She says that it's a friendly... She doesn't. She has never interacted with this ghost, but the people on her... It's like a really old... I think it's probably from like maybe 1900s. It's like an older building. And she says okay. the people on the first floor have witnessed like the ghost in apparition form in the hallways. Whoa. Oh my God. That's yeah. kind of big. Which I would hate. My mom... Well, by yeah. the way, my mom said when I was prepping for that episode, she said that uh, she would often come... So they lived in a small town in northern Iowa... And they always rented different like farmhouses because um, they couldn't afford to buy, I think. And she said that one of the old houses was like a big Victorian, beautiful house. And she would walk in from school every day and she would see a ghost rocking in the chair as she walked in the door and she would just walk past. Like just what? accepted yeah, that this like ghost was present rocking in the chair. And I was like, did you ever tell anyone or like ask your siblings if they also saw it? And she was like, no, I just like said hi and walked into school to get my snack or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> one, that's the that's the proper response. Uh, my grandparents uh, grew up on a or like owned a farm house, right? Because they're farmers. And um, apparently, one night, uh, my mom woke up and the house is in a wreck. And uh, gra- <laughs> my grandmother looked her in the eye and was like, "The devil was here last night." But I'm pretty oh. sure uh, they just got into a fight. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's what the devil was here last night means. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yikes. That's why they're hearing that as a child. (laughs) Feels like a very Catholic thing. Correct. I'm going to start saying that. The when devil I was here. People, last- yeah, when I invite people over and it's messy, I'll just say the devil was here last night. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? You can't deny that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to say that too i never thought about how i could just be using that in my daily life yeah uh, <laughs> this is somebody's like why us. isn't that done you say well, the devil was here last night <laughs> i gotta entertain him i can't you know the rules it's like santa claus you have to put out the cookies and the milk or you destroy your, your house or he's not comfortable <laughs> yeah and that's why we have monthly periods 
the devil gives us the monthly period? Because he's eating or- my firstborn. What? I. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> is this a Catholic thing? No, this no, is me making, making a really a bad, bad joke. That was a like, bad joke. <laughs> especially me. since your period. I think I think we have a duty to probably educate any of the male listeners who are listening. But <laughs> your period is uterine lining. It's, um, <laughs> it's not a baby. Not a baby. So. And a little and an egg. Tiny teeny baby egg. Yeah, but that's not the main part of your. I mean, your period I mean, is yeah, your. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that. All the blood is from your uterine lining. So. Just shedding. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Your your period, your, your egg just gets dissolved. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff you see is tissue. <laughs> yeah, it's not. There's no. So the egg gets reabsorbed. Before and then, the uterine lining yes, sloughs off? Oh. And then the lining sloughs off. Educating the host today, too. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Wow, um, who wants to go first today? Maybe Marion? <laughs> oh good. <laughs> She's had the most time to prep. I have a I have an idea. Okay. Um little competition, little little competition, yeah. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. You got my attention. <clears throat> I had thought of it before I said that statement out loud. Um Grayson should just come up with a number. Yeah. One through 50 and let's all type a number and, and then whoever gets closest it. goes first yeah. okay. but don't send it yet <laughs> no i already have it typed everyone ready yeah, yeah. go 27 Ooh, I, I get it no on by one <laughs> 27 yeah, yeah marion gets it yeah surely the loser <laughs> yeah he said nope are we glad that we just did that (laughs) (laughs) damn i was so excited about winning and then so sad (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah so the number was 27 and kara guessed one nice which respect i think it should be loser because then you you did that on purpose yeah no loser should have to go okay well if she didn't want to go first she's really playing the game so some of us knew what we were doing (laughs) (laughs) no why would the winner go first i said the the winner goes first and then after that oh man okay well in the future when we do this that's not how we're doing it because if you remember to say that at the beginning and then mara mara says said 17 and i said 36 so i was you were really close to losing congrats <laughs> one well, off now i gotta look at my list and figure it out so i hope you're happy we'll be on here longer i'm not happy about that <laughs> i have an honorable mention the okay. my honorable mention for this episode is like basically any 90s nuclear family sitcom where there's a male head of household and he's like the main so for example king of the hill king of queens everybody loves raymond Raymond. full house yes but well no not full house because there's three of them and it's (laughs) it's, she's like like, i got an idea and we're both like no all men (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they're not it I mean the whole thing about it is like three men trying to learn a maternal way of like like they're trying to fill in the maternal gap mm-hmm. of like raising three daughters. So like there is like a lot of softness in full house that isn't yeah. in these other ones because the idea is like, oh, how crazy is it? To, to be a man that's married with children and like how annoying is that isn't that hilarious like god my wife's Simpsons. always nagging me but not malcolm in the middle i'm not exactly putting, yeah. because malcolm in the middle is not about head of household yeah it's about malcolm who's teenager kid now i'm just He's not the head families. of families <laughs> yeah you're just talking about sitcom families but um for example like roseanne doesn't fall yeah. In this category, because Roseanne has a female head of household, and actually John Goodman is like one of the best parts of that show as like the supportive husband. Yeah, that show's he does actually really, good, really great. The yeah. writers really did a good job with him. And then um, the only exception that I could think of of an actual like family 
sitcom with a man head of household who's also kind of a man child where I wasn't annoyed, I think at times was home improvement. There was something oh, about, yeah. even though Tim Allen's kind of, I guess, a trash person in real life, like no. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, so is Roseanne Barr. So, <laughs> but um, he, so maybe that's it. Maybe your main, if your main actor is a trash person in real life, then they can play a not trash person on TV. Yeah, because they're and, playing a character. <laughs> whereas I'm sure that Ray Romano is actually probably a lovely, a lovely person. Um, just like that kind of stumbling lovely person yeah yeah um me either so i'm gonna assume that he is pretty okay since i haven't heard anything Uh, (laughs) i already anticipate an update next week (laughs) yeah (laughs) turns out guys um but then he has to play i mean everything loves raymond truly like used to my dad and i used to go to this like hole in the wall italian restaurant on the south side of des moines and it was which one yeah no no the one King's not a hole in the wall like mm-hmm. literally like uh i can't even remember the name of it because it wasn't like any of the cool ones it was literally like it had four plastic tables and chairs and like some tvs and oh. all of the food came in like foil and it was like literally but they had the best spicy pasta so that's why we went and it literally looked like crap out front like it looked like there was nothing there basically and then when you went in there were like a couple of seats and like they always had this fan going and it was just ugly inside but anyway we would sit and we ate to eat on our paper plates or whatever from the kitchen and every time we went it would be everybody loves raymond on the tv i'm not sure how like it literally was never not everybody loves raymond and i just remember like cringing all the time even as a child being forced to watch like this and mother the stupid man i just i really hated everything loves raymond yeah because he's a dick to his wife and he quote unquote hates his mom but he also loves her and is like a man child and then the mom the mother-in-law and the wife like they don't yeah get along at all they're all at all it's all very like they're all terrible people (laughs) and it's very stereotypical and it like doesn't really I always like wonder at the poor women who have to agree to be the sitcom wife because I'm like, mm. man. Yeah, mostly King of the a- Hill. I don't really have anything to add to the Everybody Loves Raymond, but uh, the King of the Hill, like, why is she with him? Yeah. So my honorable mentions are George Costanza from Seinfeld. He is just a whiny baby that has. All right, he's not a TV lead. It's literally called Seinfeld. But he's one of you the can top. Still have- he's have. I'm sorry, I'm just saying one lead. This is why he's my honorable mention. I did think about, listen, when I was preparing for this, I thought, how is Marion going to attack me on the podcast with this stuff? I thought, what is the definition of annoying? What is a TV lead? I had to look up if a TV lead was the actor or the character. I'm still not sure, but I think it's the character. Is it? Nice. If you go to a play called Romeo and Juliet, is the lead character the actor? Or Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So there okay. you go. But I was yeah. trying to prepare. I was like, I'm not going to get negative points. How am I going to get negative points? It's going to be because... Okay, so the other two... I'm going to say example. a quick way to get negative points is to say, you know who's one of the most annoying TV leads? George Costanza from Seinfeld. Like he the is name's a lead, right though. There. It's, Seinfeld. It's about, it's about the four of them, and they each yeah, have their there's own an ensemble. Lines. There's an ensemble, but it is called Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld is the lead in it. I agree he's a lead. I agree that George Costanza is also a lead. I think, I think you can have more than one lead, even though the name is I Seinfeld. I agree you can have more than one lead, but George Costanza, if, if the name, that's like saying that in The Prince of Bel-Air, that like Will Smith is not the lead of that show. She's like, not saying that Seinfeld isn't the lead. Yeah. yeah well, so I'm saying that Seinfeld is the lead of the show and George Costanza is not the lead of the show because otherwise it'd be called... Seinfeld and Costanza. Well, this is good that it's her honorable mention then. <laughs> exactly. Okay. This is why, why do you I did it, actually. Um, he, I will say that he's not a supporting character either, though, because he has his own... Yes, he is. No, because he has his own storyline. Like, he is the, the storyline for a lot of it. He's in every scene. He's not in every scene. I mean, basically. I would say he's usually the B storyline. Yeah. Yeah. 
But there's usually A, B, C, and D in a story. Oh, I thought there were only three. Anyway, uh, so George Costanza, not on my list because he's not a TV lead. And also because I haven't watched enough of the show to like really be able to defend that one, to be honest. Uh, but he's just like, he's he complains about everything and then he doesn't do anything about it. And it really, it's very annoying to me. Uh, Archer is also one of my honorable mentions. Wait, I, I'm not done with Seinfeld. <sighs> because a different one, which is that not arguing over this incorrect nomenclature, but because... I actually think Seinfeld is more annoying than George Constanza. He is also a, super annoying. I would I almost put Seinfeld on this list oh. as as like one of the most annoying TV leads. Yeah, cuz I think yeah. that George Constanza at least like his stuff is funny because he has like an actual personality, but I think that jo- Jerry Seinfeld has no personality as a character and hmm. is very boring as well as annoying in it because he's selfish and lame and at least george costanza um i costanza has like some funny things that happen to him or like if something funny happens to him and jerry it's because costanza did it but costanza is also gross so i think all three it's like it's kind of like uh it's always sunny like they're all just not good people Uh, and same with seinfeld like they're just all not good people i find them annoying I was reading, aka I was on TikTok, uh, and they were comparing those two shows, and but they were talking about how the most like uh, in depth like emotional scene in Seinfeld was uh, whoever that woman's name. What's her name? Oh, the curly hair, Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. sure. I've never actually seen Seinfeld. You mean oh. Julia Louise Dreyfus, like the main, the other ensemble, the other like, the woman. Yeah, the other no, lady. no, no. It's gonna say the main woman. Uh, she's but. reading a greeting card, and they were talking about and laughing about how that's the most emotional scene of the entire series. But then, like, it's always Sunny will get into a lot of emotions, even though they are terrible people. Um, they like don't stray away from. Uh, I also think it's like the comedy of it is like, and it's always Sunny. Like, it's it's making fun of those characters. Like they never really get ahead or anything. Whereas in Seinfeld, I feel like Seinfeld's making fun of like other people and situations as well. And like, it feels like meaner, like to me, Seinfeld feels like a meaner show than it's always sunny. Cause it's always sunny. It doesn't usually like, you know, it's not like those characters are ever better, but I feel like Seinfeld's written from, like a Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David perspective where it's like, oh, this thing happened to me the other day and it was crazy. And like, yeah. So George Costanza is based off of Larry David. Makara, did you know this? Did, is Larry, sorry, is Larry David the guy that does that show that I Curb your enthusiasm. Hate? Yes, I want to add him to my list because I hate that show. But okay, here's the thing is I was trying to decide between annoying and hate. I hate the following characters. That one, what's his name? Larry David or George Costanza? Yeah, Larry I mean David. you're talking about the same person Larry because David. Larry David wrote George after himself. Makes sense. Like Larry I David. Hate him. Uh, and I also hate Archer and House. Like all of those characters that are just like bigoted. Oh, house. God, I hate. And then they're just big I assholes, even think about but house. they still get to like sleep with women somehow and have like professional jobs and like they this all. Is, oh God, I hate. This all is of the them. problem. This is this is the problem. Is that like those characters? What makes them? like annoying and gross is like the guys are like oh haha like I can poke fun at this character I wrote but also he's like actually kind of cool and comes out on top and like blah 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 and that's like what's like yeah like house is a great example of like somebody who it's like you want to shake him because it's like it's not fair that this guy even the yeah but like I think I can hear like Matthew's voice arguing well like (laughs) house is addicted to drugs and blah 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 but I'm like why do people keep giving him chances why do we keep like yeah like i don't want to watch him like I fuck don't. everything up i i yeah i hate yeah so all of these all of these shows that i'm talking about are ones that i've seen like two episodes and i hate so intensely that i won't even watch them because they're so offensive they're so stupid they're so mind-numbingly i hate like i hate them it's fair okay i've gotten my rant out thank you great work <sighs> thanks okay all right marion now you can go this number three is going to be controversial. So All right. Buckle up. All right. I'm ready. Rory from Gilmore Girls. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I think 
she's extremely annoying after like the first or second season yeah i think there's like there's there's a good time with her there's like a golden era when Um, she's when she's what seasons (laughs) it's like when she's what she's supposed to be which is like a high achieving kid and maybe it's because we all are pretty similar to rory in the sense of like we were working really hard in high school or whatever and like you know kind of like in that same mindset as her but i found it really difficult like when they started unraveling her and making mm-hmm. her choose like really really poor decisions like yeah. sleeping with dean while he was married yes. or yes. like uh, basically all of college uh, yeah. logan. All of the entire logan storyline made me so Honestly. angry and then yeah and like her the part where she and lorelei weren't talking and then Stupid. even in the like you know the bonus season oh my god from the Netflix, bonus season i did not see like that. where she doesn't have her life together and basically ends up in the same situation as her mom where at the end of the series she's like pregnant <gasps> and like yeah yeah you haven't watched it <laughs> oh man <laughs> i didn't it's even know it existed years. It, what it's been I, six years since it was out it's i just okay. didn't know it ex- do i pay attention no i guess not mara and i would i was in australia at the time and mara and i would set updates and we would watch it over the wow. phone yeah. press go. no fomo yeah. it's fine but yeah it was honestly horrendous i think that was a very a sickness of like a showrunner not knowing how to give us what we wanted and thinking that people wanted us like thinking that was more interesting to kind of like sabotage Roy's character than like I mean I think kind of the promise of the show which was that Rory would end up in a better spot than Lorelai and like what does it mean like if Rory ends up in the same position what does that mean like what was all of that for like I think what are you trying to say one I don't think that Lorelai made any like mistakes or like that it was a bad thing that she got pregnant with Rory or that I don't I haven't seen the last season so I don't know but I don't think that that's like necessarily a negative thing uh I do think that adding the complexity of Rory made her a more interesting character as opposed to just somebody that studies and reads and is perfect all the time so I appreciate that they did some changing of her but when it became kind of the opposite of what her character is is where it bothered me so like she always was so happy to be around Lorelai and like appreciative of everything Laura did for her. And so when they didn't talk, I think that's like fucked up. And then like being an immoral person is the complete opposite of her actual character. So those sorts of yeah. things bother me. But I think that it was good that they gave her some other storylines like depth. You know? Well, what are like the, the ones you're thinking like the of that didn't? Now. Yeah, like the, the ones that we're talking about are the bad ones. Yeah. The ones that are like that made it, those were like unforgivable. Yeah, like they like her, changed her in our eyes, or like her like not caring about a big exam and flunking out and stealing a boat. There's just no way. Like that yeah. was I was literally no. sitting there like that's not even if she like didn't care about college anymore. That's not Rory. I was like no. this is not no like, her like rebelling rebelling would have been like I don't like it would have been way smaller than that. It wouldn't have been yeah. stealing a boat or not taking that exam. The idea that someone like Rory at 36 wouldn't have a job and wouldn't have anything and would oh. be like, that's how it starts out yeah. in the new season. Like we're basically back where we were like, and I feel like there were promises made about like what the show would be that like aren't fulfilled. Like Lane doesn't get out of stars hollow. Like oh. she basically is yeah. a mom no. and nothing has changed. And like, she doesn't have a band or like, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like just like a bunch of things that are like, super lame like Lorelai and um Luke are just like married but nothing's happened like they basically made it stagnant for 10 years and then like yeah like nothing happened it was so rude and then it was like uh, yeah and I feel like the premise of the show was like Lorelai wants her daughter to be different from her and have a different fate than she had and that's like Lorelai's whole goal and Rory is like this super high achieving incredible person and, like, we want to watch her journey as she succeeds. And then, like, it just felt like, what did you think the show was about? Like, to the showrunner, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, what, yeah. what were we doing here, like, yeah. this whole time? Is this always how you thought it was going to end? Because that's kind of, like... How does that... Do you think that the writers were the same between the, like, normal... Yes. Yeah, okay. it was Amy Sherman Palladino 
and her husband the whole way. But I think having watched some of Amy Sherman Palladino's like other stuff, I I don't really like trust her as oh. a showrunner anymore because I think that's kind of what she does. She also did Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Oh. Which is like she sets up these really great mm-hmm. characters and situations. And like I feel like the promise of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is like you know, she's going to go off and like, we're going to watch her build her career and like be amazing. Be a strong female comedian. And then yeah. like, she keeps getting back with her ex yeah. and like things like that. And like, that wouldn't make sense and wouldn't happen. And so like, I don't, yeah, I did. I no longer trust this person to be able, like, she's very good at drawing me in. But she can't close it. Invested, but she's not closer. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. So that was my third. That's a really good third. Damn. Yeah. And also, I just love that for the other series or like the four episodes that happened 10 years later, the best storyline was the grandma. Um, Oh, my God. Whose name is eluding me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But and I feel like the only reason that was so good, because it was a fantastic storyline, very unexpected, very hilarious. But like. The only reason that was good is because the actor who played her husband, Richard, literally died. Yeah. So they couldn't have him in it. And they're like, so then like the showrunner and the writers were forced to think, well, what would happen to her if her husband died? And then they came up with a great storyline. But like that was the reason that was good is because there was actual change in the 10 years since we had last seen Emily Gilmore. Like there was actually something that happened to her and she changed because of it. I hadn't really thought about Rory, but now I'm gonna do go I back re-watch and rewatch it, it yeah. and then get frustrated and then get like and then text you guys in the I podcast do. chat about how much I hate this character. <laughs> I do watch a few Gilmore Girl episodes every fall still. Oh, uh, Stars Hollow, so coast coast. Yeah, yeah. What if we had seen some an alternative where like Rory? burns out in a different way or like you know her like actual things that happen to people like that who try really hard like they're not rule breakers which is i think it's where they decide to go is like oh she's gonna start breaking rules but like they like you know it's more like a self-harm thing that happens where you're not taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and like your mental health deteriorates and like yeah you know or that question in your early 20s when you if you've like been a big fish in a little pond like dealing with the fact that you're not so great or not so special when you get out into the real world like oh like you you know achieving things isn't as easy as it may be in like a school setting for you so like talking about that transition like things that are maybe actually more realistic or like the people who identified with Rory could actually like go down a road you know with her like instead of like these crazy things that a person like Rory would never do no yeah i think yeah it's interesting to hear you say that we we kind of all were like rory when we were in high school college and to know that like our futures were so different from now i know that she got pregnant at 36 and apparently it was sad and well like alone like there's a big mirror to like her situation and lorelei's situation basically because like there's a you don't know who the father is oh it's like She's at the end of the year, at the end of the year, by the end of the year, she's seen every single ex-boyfriend. They've all come back. And so it's like, uh, now she's pregnant. Which we don't know who the father is, but it doesn't matter. Is it Jess and Dean and Logan, all of them? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yes. Anyway. All right. We'll see. All right. Mara, what's your number three? My number three, I'm doing it. You're going to contest me on this being an actual main character, but he was a main character for a season. Okay, <laughs> um, interesting. He, I'm going with Riley from the Vamp- Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh. He was like her love interest. Listen, I haven't watched that. We That's okay. Back. I don't um, even know if she heard that. I don't either, but this is good. We can be done with my number three before she comes back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just when she listens to it to edit. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And uh, he like knowingly enters a relationship with a woman that he knows is stronger than him. And he's like, oh, I'll be fine. But then like it's an entire season of him like 
coming to terms with the fact that she's stronger than him and he can't handle it. And he like starts taking steroids and is super whiny about it. And who is this? Uh, Riley from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I don't even, oh he was my a main character for a season. I'm sticking with it. Um, I wasn't going to say it, but I am because I think two of my other ones might be on your guys' list. So I feel like I have to use it. He's just right. whiny the entire time. I've never seen that show. I can't participate. Me either. I haven't seen it, but oh, perfect. Man. Yeah, Mara's like, yeah, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> no <laughs> one can argue with me. No negative points. This is great. There might be a negative point here for naming someone Riley on. Not. That's not even one of the ones that are like that I know, like Angel. Or you Spike. know Angel because he got his own TV show, and Spike is a whole vampire that's been there the whole time. I'm sticking exactly. With Riley. So Spike might he be there. Could, you could maybe argue that Spike is a TV lead on Buffy. I'm saying that Riley was a TV lead for an entire season, because uh, he was Neither the main focal point <laughs> for like all of season four. He, he was, was in like the, the driver entire of the season. Okay, like keeping he's him. a season arc. Main character of a season. <laughs> Anywho, so my number three. Uh, I have. He sounds a, like a jerk. I will no, say that he's a total. He's a total a hole. He's like in the army, and he. Not saying that all army men are annoying and jerks. I see Logan. Clarifier. <laughs> Just <laughs> Logan. I, I, I'm putting Logan in that category. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and a couple other people I'm family friends with. Uh, not jerks no i was oh, yeah. jerks. making fun of logan my yeah. bad yeah fuck <laughs> logan. do you want to keep your statement in there uh no i'm i was i thought we were naming off people in the military that weren't jerks um i thought we were being nice to logan for a change my what? bad no I, yeah. every day in the world chat i get just slapped so no <laughs> this is my this is my retribution Okay, um, my number three is uh, Grace from Will and Grace. I watched a lot of this when I was in high school, so my memory of the show is kind of fuzzy, but she just, she bugs me. She's like whiny and needy, and I feel like she takes advantage of her friends, and she, like, it just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't, have you guys seen Will and Grace? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, she's like, not like I root for the other characters. Like I love, I think that like they all have like nuance and whatever, and they are, they are kind of annoying people, but like it makes sense. And I feel like they portray Grace to be this like strong, independent, like awesome woman. But then she like throws her friends under the bus first chance. Like she she feels like she's always the right one when Will and her get into like little arguments and stuff. And she's just she's just annoying. I don't like her. That's fair. I don't really have anything to add. Yeah, me either. Okay. I don't. I don't remember her being annoying enough to be frustrated with her. But yeah, I have enjoyed like watching Will and Grace now. I enjoy the show. I just when she, I think it's the way that she treats her friends that bothers me. Hmm. I have to be on the lookout for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe that'll be an update in a couple of weeks. I'll watch some and let you know if you I go. think this is bogus or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for picking somebody who's in the title. Yeah. And not saying like See, I thought Karen. this through. I thought this through. I yeah. thought, how am I gonna avoid getting made fun of? And then I got made fun of because my honorable mentions, but it's fine. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. That's okay. All right. Okay, let's go on to our number twos. Maybe we should just talk about the elephant in the room. Where's Ted Mosby at in your list? I, like he's, number not, two. he's on there. Uh, this is why I felt like I had Should to use Should we just Riley. make him our joint number two? Yeah, yeah like, he is my number on, two. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I love... Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Ted Mosby. <laughs> like, Let's get into uh, it. I, I feel like he could be my number one because yeah, yeah. he um, was the first thing I thought about. When I think Same? about most annoying TV lead, Ted Mosby. Yeah. Like, he is the worst. Like, I don't know what they were thinking when they came up with this character, of like a guy it's the whole who's premise like of the show though. Yeah, yeah but, but like it's it could have made him good. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have to make him suck. Like, and I 
forget a lot that he's telling the story to his kids and then when I think about that I think it's absolutely disgusting that he's yeah. like just telling his kids about all of his hookups yeah to like that's not a story I want to hear from my parents I don't want to know uh and then uh, he's like telling the hookup stories of their mother as well the entire time but we don't know that right because he uh, no robin's no. the mother's kids no <laughs> well no? no but robin he, he does tell the robin's like the whole reason that he that tells the whole reason that he tells the story i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong is that he wants to be with robin after his wife the mother of his children passes away was it victoria no, it should have been Victoria, in my opinion. Um, we meet her in the very last season, like episode five of the last season. Yeah, she's a MacGuffin. Jesus. They basically made her a MacGuffin. Then they made her, they made us care about her for yeah. a whole yeah. season. Then they killed her off at the yeah. end. I mean, the management, we could do this as <laughs> number one most poorly managed TV show. It was but so bad. That, um, like, he, I mean, I think the idea is that he, I'm not sure that it's as intentional as you're implying, Kara, I think like I, in my memory, it's that he's telling the story and his kids realize like, oh, my gosh, like you're in love with Aunt Robin. And it's and like basically the end of the show is them being like, Dad, it's been years. We're fine about moms being oh dead. God. We're totally over it. You're clearly over it. Like we're all fine with mommy dying, even though two minutes before we found out she died. And they're like, you know what you should do? Go fuck Aunt Robin. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Go get go get her, Dad. No, and uh, uh yeah, it's weird. It's but I mean that's not I was gonna say that's not Ted's fault. Um, I mean that was just a complete misread of the showrunners. I think the showrunners started out with that idea of the ending and then like did not accept that their show morphed into something else and they kept this terrible ending that didn't fit with the show anymore no um because nobody wanted that and we had grown to like the i mean i had grown to like the mother i was like yeah. totally excited about us like finally getting them yeah, to i clearly don't remember her so she's like petite um, brunette they meet don't they meet eyes. at the hotel Okay. She's the she's With like the, yellow the trumpet umbrella? player or something. She's yeah. she plays in the band okay, for yeah. Robin and Barney's wedding. And also they made me like Robin and Barney. Yeah, so then when no. they like Yeah. I can't believe broke they broke that Robin up. and Barney. Yeah. Um anyway, Ted is this annoying guy who professes to be a nice guy, but he's actually an asshole and a jerk. And uh he like constantly makes choices that are frustrating and is like pretty disrespectful of women yes and is just like whiny and yeah. like not fun to watch but also like i don't appreciate one i don't necessarily believe in soulmates and that whole thing and i don't believe that like your whole life should be wrapped around finding like your perfect partner and that kind of stuff um and i just feel like he wastes a lot of time living his life like when he sit like for example like he sits on the roof uh you know for 17 hours because he believes that somebody might come to a party instead of going out and partying with his friends and like living his life and enjoying it and maybe meeting somebody organically like he just spends so much effort and time on this like thing that like he's so lucky to have that group of friends that is like so tight-knit and close and he just like kind of doesn't appreciate it as much because he doesn't have his like one perfect person and it bugs the crap out of me. Like, appreciate what you have, you know? Go get drunk with Barney and go lick the Liberty Bell, you know? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ted yeah. Mosby is a good number two for all of us. I like yeah. this. All right, let's go to our sponsors. Our number three sponsor this week is Grayson, our sound engineer and producer. Oh, he is listening. He's folding his laundry right now. <laughs> Slightly distracting, but. <laughs> no, it's like one of those videos where you're just like watching them jump through. It's just like making it easier for me to listen to you too. She's talking about TikTok, Kara. You want to understand, but basically there's like, <laughs> there's this trend on TikTok where like there's a split screen. Yeah. And. <laughs> Um, up top is like like listening to a podcast or someone someone talking about something. oh yeah and then the other and person's on the other like half is like yeah or usually a video game yeah and oh. just it's for people i guess with adhd and they watch it 
a lot of mine are like when they do the split screen it's uh they're making something it's like yeah art of i've had that too yeah yeah does anyone have a number two sponsor uh the makers of brooklyn 99 you made great characters you made great arcs you did it you didn't do us dirty you did a great job why would they sponsor top three most annoying tv leads then because it puts them in a good light yeah look at what we didn't do (laughs) you didn't fuck it up congratulations okay well the number one sponsor is network execs who went to lunch with their buddies and they guys were like oh dude that would be so funny and then they made a tv show out of it and forced us all to watch it (laughs) probably at a strip club uh, <laughs> lunch at a str- I mean that buffet at the strip club. <laughs> Let's go. It's they're just there for the buffet. Yeah, me too. They're just there for the buffet. <laughs> I can come up with a new number two. <laughs> I didn't what? understand the. I didn't understand the assignment. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like what what the sponsors are like things that create the situation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But that's fine. That's fine. We'll go with it. You just dragged this Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Learning. <laughs> this is Carol learning how to do sponsors on episode, like, 10. I don't think I quite understand yet, so. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for host Brooklyn powers. Brooklyn nine through the mud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's go back. My number one most annoying tv lead is bojack horseman oh i i hate going last because i'm like are you gonna take my number one i have no idea i think mara's gonna take Uh, my number one i've never seen bojack horseman i I know it's a horse well you had the opportunity both of you had the opportunity to go first and then kara gamed the system so yeah i like to make you uncomfortable it's my favorite activity (laughs) (laughs) to make you angry (laughs) see this episode (laughs) <laughs> nice you caught me off my game caught me rolling yeah, out of bed to come to this podcast <laughs> um yeah so bojack horseman i i hate him with every fiber of my being um i have not finished the show okay because i hate it so much i stopped after season four um but he i know the point is that he's a fuck up but again like i don't find it entertaining i don't find it fun i find him very annoying and i don't know why i should care about him because he has a lot of people around him that i do care about like all the side characters i'm very invested in and i like but bojack horseman himself i'm like hey i actually think the show would be good if you weren't on it like i don't find you (laughs) like i'm just waiting for him to die like i can't wait for him to die like i'm like when is he gonna terrible thing to say but it is a cartoon when is he gonna overdose when is he gonna leave the show like um i just i i hate his storyline with his sister so far that i've seen i hate um that he you know he's the reason basically that the christian shawl character i can't remember the girl's name you know the one who plays one of his kids on no, sitcom? neither one of us have seen this. Yeah, you're on I your thought own. both of you have seen BoJack no. Horseman. We literally said what? we hadn't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> we started this out with At the we top. haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. Oh my god, that's that's crazy. why we were both googling in case you didn't notice. We both went to our phone to Google the show. <laughs> yeah, Mara, I thought that you had seen it. No, for sure. it's like been. It keeps popping up as one of those things, and I'm like, I can't tell if I would like it or not. Um, it's difficult. I mean, I don't know. I would have watched it had I not, you know, been living with Matt. But like, yeah. it is. I mean, it was like there were several times where I like wanted. I would like shut off the TV and I'd be like, I'm not watching that again. And then a couple weeks later, I'd be like, Okay, we can go. Because the thing is, is that it's got a really great like character called Princess Carolyn in it, which is his ex ex girlfriend slash agent. And is this just is, like another archer? Yeah, but I would say Bojack is way more unforgivable than Archer. Shit. Like what? Archer's kind of entertaining. That's, yeah. Like, Bojack is like truly like the things he does, like he's responsible for the death of someone. He tries to like hook up with an underage girl like Gross. he is terrible like he is can i ask is this a character you hate or annoy because the topic is annoy i mean i find his existence annoying on the show <laughs> yeah like i don't want him to be there like 
I think someone can be so annoying you hate them. That's the true, two are fucking sure. tie together and they go hand in hand. And I'm like, did I hate you before you found you annoying? But usually the annoyance leads yeah, to the Yeah, the annoyance hate. breeds hate. Like he is so annoying to watch that I like I don't find his storylines funny. I don't like them. Like unless he's like interacting with one of the characters that are good. Like I'm not because he just messes everything up. Like he messes up the lives of all of his friends around him where like he can't be there for them. Like he literally cannot show up. And they're like, I find it annoying that like they that whoever made this TV show thought that was like fun to watch or like something I wanted to watch. Why does Matt like it? I mean, it's an extremely the the reason why I watched so much of it is it's an extremely clever show and it is Mm. funny. And like there are, you know, um, for the ensemble around him, there's four really good characters. And I do think like Princess Carolyn is like a fantastic and her storyline is really fun to watch and is interesting. And like, even though people make choices, like it can be really heartbreaking and it is a very emotional show. Like I've cried a lot during it. Um, it's like very deep at times. That's um, wild. <laughs> but then it's also very funny. Like, at one point he steals the D off of the Hollywood sign. And then for the rest of the show, the town is called Hollywood. Like they just accept it. And they're like, okay, it's no longer because someone stole the D (laughs) we're now Hollywood. And so like, there's jokes like that. Like it's a very clever, funny show and probably worth a watch, but only if you can stomach all the horrible things you're made to watch that Bojack Horseman does. Wow. It's like reading a dark fantasy romance. Uh what it's not but (laughs) (laughs) thanks for trying to contribute (laughs) you're welcome uh great number one (laughs) (laughs) proud of you it doesn't sound like the positive would would uh out win the negatives of that show so i will not be watching it i think like he the what matt and i have done is he was like you know what like a lot of people who watch this you got a year in between to like kind of miss the show right okay. like a season would come out and then you have to wait a year and so like maybe with time you kind of forget the pain of the show and then you're willing to like watch it again See, and so after uh, season four kind of ends on a high note as much as the show could out of all of them like it's kind of a happy ending so like we stopped there because it was like well we could just end here and call it good um but uh so like yeah i think we stopped and it's been like a year year and a half now and like now i'm kind of like i the reason i want to keep going and maybe want to finish is because i would like to know what um happens to princess carolyn basically and some of the other characters but and i i know i don't know a lot but i know that it would be rewarding on that end but Mm. i know that there's like I've heard that there's one other big like bad thing that Bojack Horseman does. That's probably the worst thing he does that's coming up. And like, I don't know if I'll be able, like I literally like throw things when I watch it, I get so upset. My God. So, but I also hear it's got one of the greatest TV show endings ever. So it's hard. Like apparently the finale is really good. And so I don't know. I I I struggle. I think you have to watch it because of your career choice. I think we don't. I think we are not obligated because it's not. It's not. Yeah, but not if someone's quoted me. the best finale, I feel like you need to yeah, research you need purposes. To know. Yeah, I kind of feel like though I need somebody to watch it so we can commiserate together because it is. It like, sounds so, like so you many have people. Met. Yeah, so many people who watch it love it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't want to watch he it. He likes it. There's going to be a Reddit it. out there oh. for you. <laughs> I'm already trying to push Mara into that spot. And Mara's already trying to push you to the internet. (laughs) There's somebody. I'm sure Grayson would would watch it. Grayson hasn't watched it? I think he's watched a season. I don't know. Hang on. I've watched a little bit of it. I've tried to convince Kara to watch it in the past, but I thought better of it because I know her. And so we haven't. Re- <laughs> Sick this. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. think like the if you think the office is cringy or if like something like how the office treats Phyllis, like I remember how much that would yeah, upset I cry. you. Yeah. Like 
yeah, it's Bojack's gonna be painful. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do gonna it. Be. Like when Kevin drops the chili or when they make fun of Phyllis, I cry. So I can't like I can't imagine something where somebody's trying to sleep with an underage person and I'd be cool with that. That sounds awful. <laughs> I don't think they want you to be cool with it. It's just to show. I don't even how want to watch. A- I don't want it to be in existence. <laughs> like we're out here yeah. trying to get twelve year olds to marry in Missouri. I'm not trying to watch it on TV too. You know. That's, no, thank you. That's exactly how I feel about the boys. How many seasons are <laughs> there of BoJack? <laughs> thank you. I think either six or seven. That's that's a lot. See, a lot. I, w- I would have to I would have to start from the beginning and catch up to commiserate with you over the last season. So I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> well, she's at season four, so you just need to catch up to season four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There we go. Well, that, that that I can do. Oh. That I can do. There you go. Found your person. Found his, him. His voice, it didn't have his to be voice us. always annoys me though, because he's like the voice actor is like a discount H. John Benjamin. And I just Are you talking want... about Will Arnett for Bojack? Uh, Bo- Bojack is Will Arnett? Yes. That's really oh, funny. Shit. Wow. <laughs> Grayson's like favorite, it has been a lo- like it has favorite been a person time. ever. It has no, been a long time no. since I've watched Bojack, apparently. We are not cutting this because that is hilarious. <laughs> Will oh, Arnett just said that. No, I'm cutting it. Grayson loves Will Arnett, so that's like <laughs> I don't want I don't want hilarious. Will to ever hear this. <laughs> Jed. Okay, okay Mara, what's your number one? Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Okay, my number one is Ross Geller from Friends. No, that's my number one. Yeah, I knew you guys were gonna both do that. I Correct. knew that too. All right, Mara, we're doing a joint number one. That's fine. Okay. Okay. He just, and here's what I'll say. I'll just say real quick about TV leads. I actually would put Ross Geller as a TV lead and not an ensemble member. Yeah, so yeah that's why he's on one of the Friends. Well, you could really put him. I mean. That of all the ensemble shows, you could argue that Friends is one of the most even ensemble yeah. shows. Yeah, I agree. But the fact that they intended for Ross to be a lead, did they? Like, they intended, yeah, because originally they were, you know, when things were heating up, they like wanted Rachel and Ross to be the center, oh. the emotional core and center of Friends. And then, you know, once they started all getting a million. Yeah, like each episode. That was because, like, originally when they were re-signing the contracts, um, you know, Jen Aniston and uh, David Schwimmer were going to get paid more because the network and show saw them as like the leads. Interesting. And they like stuck with their coworkers and were like, no, Aww, we're all that's sweet. Like, Aww. we're all I'm the glad. leads. That would have been. And a shit so show. it was like a negotiation where like they got paid. I think they got paid less and then like it would they all got paid the same amount since they were like even. So you could that. argue cool. you could argue that they're not that he's not a TV lead because of like the ensemble nature but like clearly they wanted him to be. Yeah, and then the Big Bang tried to do that same move they and I'm did. like first of all the ensemble in Big Bang is not nearly as even no. like in Ever. in airtime and like storylines like and don't try to be friends. No. You're not friends. Not as good. Uh, anyway, no. So, yeah. Tell me, the two of you, about He's Ross Geller. a man-child who uh, is super privileged but complains about Everything. so much. Everything. Yeah. And, like, this, just, like, mainly the storyline with um, his ex-wife who... Uh, um, becomes a lesbian and then divorces him. But I feel like he's really lucky in the fact that his ex-wife still is willing to like work with him and like they have a kid together. And so, and I feel like she tries to make it like as easy on him as possible, but he's like, look at, Oh, woe is me uh, for Always. a lot of everything. I think I'm going to go with misogyny as one of my main reasons that he's annoying because he like, there's an episode where his son Ben likes a Barbie and he spends the entire fucking episode trying to convince him that G.I. Joe is better. And it's like, just the like, let him like a Barbie. And he like doesn't accept that Rachel wants to be like a working, like can't understand why her career is important to her or like goes out there and like, quote unquote, marks his territory. I keep saying quote unquote today. <laughs> goes out and marks his territory, like by sending her flowers and stuff because he's like super jealous of this other male person in his life or her life. Like he's just a, a shitty he's just like a shitty person and he is annoying and he doesn't, I just, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, 
He's like, and the fact that they all like the idea is like, I remember there's literally an episode where he goes to something at Phoebe's apartments. Yeah. And she has to like oh, vouch yeah. for him by the end of the episode. And she's like, he's a really nice guy. He really cares about people. And I'm like, where? Show when? me. Uh, Show me the proof. When did he see that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Constantly is- vouching for this guy. He didn't tell Rachel that they got married. He told her that they got divorced and then never annulled it because he didn't want to be that guy. That's a f-ing shitty person. Yeah. Yeah. Or he like, you know, well, <laughs> not sure if they, he cheated on her because they were on a break. He cheated. But he <laughs> slept with somebody else and then didn't tell her and yeah. tried to sleep it under the rug. And yeah. it's like, come on, man. You yeah. at least own to it. Good and God. then never like and apologize. And then the way he treats her after. Yeah. And yeah. he's like such a dick. Like, yeah. Like it's cool. It's cool to say like, I didn't do anything wrong. That said, I'm also sorry that it hurt you. That's not a hard thing to say. I just don't, and I don't like that Rachel gives up going to Paris for her dream job to be with him. Seriously, fuck that. I forgot about that. That was the end of the season, end of the show, had to tie it all up with nice little bows. That's all that was. Yeah. You can move to Paris with me. Yeah. Uh, Except Ben. That was the whole reason. Kids do great when you disrupt their life. (laughs) Also, the sandwich thing. God, he's just the worst. Well, the sandwich thing's funny. It's funny, but also like, I mean, it's, it's funny because he's going through a breakdown and he like everything sucks. Yeah, yeah. you know, but he's screaming but yeah. in someone's face. Producer note: I looked for the soundbite of the sandwich scene without the uh, without the laugh track behind it, and it definitely makes it makes Ross seem like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play it so badly. But I couldn't find what? it. So oh is the sandwich scene? my sandwich? Basically, the sandwich. He, go ahead. No, no, you go. go. No, you go. You go. He's. I think it's after his divorce with Emily, right? Yeah. And he's moved into naked, ugly guys, ugly, ugly naked guys' apartment, and he, um, he's just having a really bad time, and I think he goes to his job. And he's got it's after Thanksgiving and he's got this like leftovers Thanksgiving sandwich that Monica made him that he always looks forward to. And like when he goes to eat it at his job, someone like has taken it mm-hmm. or he sees someone eating it he, and someone he took freaks it. out at them about it. Jesus. And they're like and his boss is like, OK, we're going to put you on like you need to take a little break. Like we'll discuss like your job after. And then. Um, he's in his apartment and the boss comes to like talk about his job and it's like, okay, I think you can come back. Like, and Ross is trying to convince him. Yeah, I'm just going through a hard time, but don't worry. I'm like totally okay. Like everything's fine. <laughs> and then he glances out the window and that's when he discovers that Ro- uh, Monica and Chandler are, are hooking up for the first time. Like oh and he, he didn't know that. So then he also freaks out and has anger issues about that right in front of his boss and so that's when he gets like put on like suspension or leave or something for a while i find that episode funny and not annoying (laughs) because i think it's i don't think you should but i can see how without the (laughs) he like screams at his boss though like you shouldn't scream in someone's face that's just no i mean yeah he took your sandwich but I can understand. I can understand why it's funny. I can understand he reached his breaking point. It's like his like camel, you know, straw on the camel's back type situation. But I just think it's annoying. That's fair. Yeah, I can see how with a laugh track it wouldn't be. It's <laughs> <laughs> just this man like, yelling. Whoa. <laughs> God, nice. I like this group work together today. Endorsement. Also, I'll say one last honorable mention: Jeff from Community. I never understood the oh, appeal my God, of Jeff from put Community. Him. Yeah. There is no appeal. It's a fishbowl effect. What? Like, I don't understand why he needed to be, the, like, the main guy and what his appeal was of him, like, not caring, but, like, learning to care. But, like, I just, I found him so insufferable. Anyway. Yeah. The fishbowl effect is, like, akin to the camp effect where they're only cute because they're there. Oh. <laughs> oh. So you're saying you thought Jeff was cute? No, I'm saying like for people to like you were talking about how I don't understand why people saw the appeal of him. They're just like. He's the only one. Yeah. Well, you mean the only one? He's like just there. 
you know how you have uh, i'm assuming you're talking about camp goggles so the idea is that like when you're at summer camp you're like 20 or whatever and you have a group of like 20 staff members and somebody that you normally wouldn't find attractive in the quote-unquote real world would uh be extremely attractive and you would like be with them for the summer because you have camp goggles because they're the only people you see yeah for three months and she's but saying, I don't think like, for example, in that show, I don't think he's good compared to the other people in the show. Like, yeah. I feel like the other characters are better. Yeah. Like, no, Troy he's not Abed. the main appeal of community for me. Uh, it's definitely Absolutely not. Uh, I feel like he's the drag of community. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, Chevy Chase is a bit a little bit oh, of a right. bigger <laughs> yeah. drag, Chevy but he, he's down there with him. <laughs> Yeah, it's Fuck like Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, and then Jeff. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like I don't <laughs> want to watch either of you. All right, well, nice. This has been my team. top everything. Uh, if you have any comments, concerns, or questions, you can email us at mytopeverythingpodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, I'm Kara, your host, sort and of. I'm Mara, and I'm Marion. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gotta keep it in the same order. <laughs> There were no points. There were no points given or taken. So we are all winners today. No. Congratulations. (laughs) What? That's what happens when I'm the host. It's a teamwork game. Look at the teamwork. Thank you. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at teamwork. Team of Sil. Team of Sil from Arrested. Was that an Arrested Development? (laughs) I did it. Wow. Grayson must be so proud of I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Amazing. Wow. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 Cool. Too late, bud. Yeah. This is nice. All right. We're going to go eat lunch and then we're going to go see. um, what are we seeing? Fiddler Super Mario? No. No, it's Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> very, very similar to Fiddler. Oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Is this a play or a movie?